Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. What's up, gents? My name is Charlie Ungemach, and you are listening to an episode of the Gird Up Broadcast. Now, the dudes are going to join me in just a minute, and we got a lot of great content coming your way. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project here. All of our content at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we also have to rely then upon the contributions of our listeners to do so. You'll never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost us money to put a show like this together. So if you find what we're doing here valuable and you enjoy the broadcast and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going and it helps us reach and minister to many more men just like you. Hope you enjoy the broadcast today. Let's get to it. Fun. Yeah. All right, welcome to the broadcast. My name is Charlie Ungemach. With me today, I've got Nick Crescent and Gustav Wenz. Now, Nick, it's been a while since you've been on, so why don't you reintroduce yourself to ben our years, audience here? Current listeners probably don't even know who I am. They're going to have to go back a number of years to hear my voice. Um, but my name is Nick Crescent. I am a good friend of Charlie since 2011. And live here in New Ulm, teach at St. Paul's Lutheran, my, finishing up my seventh year there, and um, by proxy to Charlie, I also put up with Gus. hey Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick. Nick I even let him over to my house, <laughs> but most of the time he brings pizza. Next year. Yep. <laughs> yep. A beautiful wife and a couple of boys. Yeah, my yeah. wife. For the record, anybody that needs to know this, if you're ever hanging out with Gus, get him to three beers, he'll buy a pizza. Three beer yeah. Gus always yeah. buys a pizza. Or even if he That's doesn't buy a pizza, record. he finds a pizza. There's just a pizza appears That's when true, Gus man. gets three beers in. So if you <laughs> pro tip for anybody ever hanging out with Gus, three beers and a pizza shows up. Yep. Yep. Okay, anyway. And yeah. Sometimes pe- without even without even an announcement. Yeah, just like yeah. a pizza yeah. appears. There was Yo, one. Yeah, the fire last like the last time we had a fire too last weekend. We're yeah. all just like hanging out at the fire at I don't know, midnight, and all of a sudden Gus walks in with all these pizzas. Like, all right, pizza, yeah. great. Was it was clutch. Awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, pizzas appear. Yeah. Pizzas appear. I just know. I just know. And thankfully, most of the guys pay me back. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. No, all I'm right. telling you, Venmo. Yeah, it's a great oh, app. Yeah. That's a great app. If you don't have Venmo, give Venmo, Venmo now. Is a great, hey, gird up Charlie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gustav underscore Wenz. If you help with tuition or something. Okay, but I don't Nick, need too many charitable donations at this point. Yeah, you have a no. full-time job. Get over <laughs> okay, it. Okay, but you got a wife and kids, though. So. I do, I do. Yeah, um, married to my... And a basement to finish. This summer. hey yo. So when you come back in the fall, we should be should be good to go to watch some movies downstairs. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. All right, but your wife though. My wife, um, <laughs> my beautiful wife Heather, is the mother to 
Uh, my two sons, Levi, who will be four on the 4th of July, and Jacob, who will be two on August 4th. And, yeah, man, they're a handful, but they're absolutely a blast. Um, it still might be my favorite Levi group chat of all time. Yeah, yeah, that might be my favorite group chat of all time. <laughs> Was oh gosh, all the homies so when we found because there was a group chat kind of keeping tabs on yeah, when she was going to go to labor, as right? I'm chilling in the delivery room, and <laughs> then then everybody's guessing names as to what what my firstborn son's name is going to be. I believe the homies all all settled on um, freedom, and then <laughs> the emoji eagle, eagle. crescent. <laughs> freedom the asterisk eagle. emoji like, eagle. You don't spell out. E- or eagle, right, right. it's the it's, it's the emoji. emoji. It's the so emoji. Freedom Eagle Crescent yeah, would have been a great name. name. And someday you're going to have to buy Levi a T-shirt just, <laughs> just with Freedom, the, Eagle. With Freedom <laughs> Eagle on it. He's not going to really understand what's going well, on. No, just the we'll high five behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Emoji <laughs> Eagle on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm not at school, that's great movie. Sad movie. Those those three are are who I get who I get to love and serve and. Well, I asked for forgiveness from <laughs> quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, yeah, what else do we want to know? Uh, Is that it? Are we good? No, I, yeah. I don't know. Okay. You teach, right? Teach. There you go. I teach a uh, few different. Big teacher guy. Yeah, track few meet the date, didn't you? Big track meet. Yeah. A yep. few different content areas I teach at St. Paul's in New Ulm uh, across fifth through eighth grade. Bible history, math, reading, and then I'm the five to eight uh PE teacher and athletic director coach football for my junior high guys assist out at MBL I could keep going but you guys look bored so what that <laughs> word we might but the audience isn't I suppose I suppose yeah. uh yeah and today is today is honestly my favorite day of the school year we head out we head yeah, out to go. we head out to Redwood Falls Minnesota which is about a 45 minute bus ride away and uh, we have our our track meet. Southern Lutheran, Southern Minnesota Lutheran track meet. Uh, and for the second year in a, in a row, we brought home the traveling trophy, which is neat. Wow. Yeah. A lot of, and, and that's, I don't know if Gus needs an introduction, but I know we're doing shout outs. So my first shout out. Oh, here we go. Of of the night goes to goes to my track athletes who just <laughs> blew me away with their their passion um their their camaraderie with one another and just how how awesome today was broke broke some records at the meet and got got some some bright minnesota valley lutheran uh track stars coming up here in the next couple of years and it's uh, just nothing nothing but nothing but excitement for me as their coach and athletic director and teacher to See them do what they love and do it well. Well, my man Jonah, he was there, wasn't he? He well, because he was the one that told me that he saw you. At, he saw you at the meet day. Oh, okay. I'm assuming he was there. Christensen. Yeah. Oh, cool. I thought so. That's a handsome guy. Well, elementary maybe. I don't know. I there were two track meets today. There was the middle school one, and there was also an elementary one. I don't. I don't know. All I know oh, is that did, did they have like a field day or a junior <clears throat> Olympics or whatever? JSO. At St. Paul's. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not that Jonah I Jonah and Soph, Sophie Cloud, both had a track meet today. Where is well, Jonah? Well, they also had a real track meet today. I'm not sure where Jonah's at, but Sophie works teaching? with you, does yeah. she not? Yeah, yeah. Sophie yeah. Was, so is, 
Jonah Student Teaching. Jonah Student Teaching. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't remember where. Maybe he was at Arlington. Actually, yeah. does that sound right? That sounds. That does sound right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So he, if Did he it not there. get canceled? I heard a meet got canceled because there was lightning or something. Yeah, we had the the one, the one blip on the radar of nasty weather across the entirety of southern Minnesota blew through <clears throat> blew through Redwood Falls at two o'clock. So we had to call it quits during the two hundreds, and our kids didn't get to run their relays, mm. and we didn't get to run the coaches' relay, which I wasn't too beat up about <laughs> we crushed it last year shout out josh kren for <laughs> helping out with that um and i i ran the i ran the anchor of that and, oh nice and todd brasso josh kren and you ran the anchor <laughs> yeah all right we we ad we, gets to do it ad we, gets to do that's it. right that's right it was it was seniority at that point um and I maybe ran faster then than I ever have in my entire life oh, because yeah. of the adrenaline. And I knew teacher at Redwood Falls, Todd Brasso, uh, who was a year behind me at MLC and probably still – well, he's still got the MLC high jump record. So, I mean, Todd's an athlete. Nice. Those who know Todd's name know he, not he's for good. Long, though. There's and a lot of records he was, getting broken right now. He was bl- – I mean, I can only assume flying past me, and I just knew I was not going to give up this lead – that Josh Kren had built for us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And then it took me a solid hour and a half for my heart rate to come down <laughs> oh, no. as an out yeah, of shape twenty yeah. nine year old. And yeah, that was a humbling experience. Yeah, that'll get you. Like yeah. almost threw up on the bus ride back <laughs> multiple times. Just I'm a pale Your guy anyway. I'm just down. bleach white. <laughs> like, almost threw up a lung. Wow. Was, but we won the race. Hey, well, that's there we go. Won the race. As long as yeah. you win. And all the kids saw it happen. So that's right. As long as you yeah. win. That's right. And there is some pixely video proof somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guys, it's 2022. How Seriously? do we not yeah. Yeah. How do we film in HD? This? What yeah. is yeah. going yeah. on? You have film of everything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's how yeah. I feel. Right, that's how I felt at the skit night last night when some of the videos were pixely. I was like, come on. It's 2023. What is what is going on? But anyway, yeah. Alright. Awesome. Yeah. What's your shout out today, Gus? Uh, well, I'll shout out Jonah Christensen. He texted me out of the blue this afternoon said he wanted to hang out and uh yeah it was awesome man i just uh, he's been a great friend ever since i I think i shouted him out last time that i had an opportunity to do a shout out but do another one yeah uh helped out a lot with the skit festival i had many hands on board with that and all of which i'm thankful for it's just you know what is a skit festival so uh at mlc i run the film critic club and uh one of the the campus wide so all clubs are required to do a campus wide event every semester i believe i think is the rule like just one campus wide event doesn't matter how many people show up necessarily just matters that's available for the whole campus and uh the one that we do uh we so ki- uh students submit uh mini videos is basically the whole deal it's set up so it's supposed to be like a uh, film festival so uh skits being any short film of any kind most of the time when you say skit in our circles it's a funny thing it usually people make comical skits i don't know that there's been a really there's been one dramatic one and that was at the homecoming talent show this past year it was phenomenal and i was was actually how it went over oh the skit festival the skit festival itself went great actually like the the dramatic one 
Oh, the dramatic one? At a talent show, did not do great. Okay. Yeah, it was at the very end, and it was like 20 minutes long. Oh. And it was like a legitimate like movie. Like There were characters, and there was like plot, plot development, development yeah. and everything, which was phenomenal. And I loved it, but afterwards, I was like, my dude, that's what the Skip Festival's for. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> and so it was... It was kind of upsetting, but it was, uh, kudos to that guy. His name's uh, Joe Clout. Uh, Joe Clout, great skit maker. Um, he's got a great team around him. Um, but Yeah, so skit festival, though. We had that yesterday. We had 11 videos submitted. All of them were phenomenal in their own right. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Jonah Christensen, just been a great help in helping me uh, develop that event. We had over 170 people show up. So Yeah, it was a good crowd. Yeah. Profs and teachers, uh, other uh, other staff, MLC staff included, and that that always makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, cool, awesome. My shout out goes out to the Andy Griffith show. Hey yo, uh, I've been watching a lot of Andy Griffith lately, and there's a reason. Uh, I was listening to a podcast a while back, and the guy was saying Andy that Griffith um, will cure your soul of depression. Uh, sh- well, I Segway. probably yeah. Segway. <laughs> Segway. Oh, dude. Yeah, it would be good. Anyway, um, the guy was saying um, that uh, ev- any life lesson or any leadership lesson you could ever learn, you can learn from the Andy Griffith show. Okay. Um, and then he That's was also true. talking about he was saying that there was a uh, um, there was a like one of his favorite barbershops. The guy just has an old school TV and it's always playing an episode of the Andy Griffith show. Is in that the waiting room, the Andy Griffith show is like the best reput- representation of a barbershop in <laughs> well, old America. Well, the, the barbershop is the ter- like the barbershop in Mayberry is awful, right? But the dude's hilarious. He is though. hilarious. Like, wanna, yeah, but he's terrible were, at cutting hair. If I hair. were a barber, I'd want to emulate he's that terrible. barber. What? Yeah, just be just attitude wise. Like he's a great character. Well, he like, he hates cutting hair. <laughs> I <laughs> oh, guess. True point. Yeah. True point. True point. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so he, dude, you gotta stop burping. That smells so bad. Dude, I'm sorry. I had a bunch <laughs> of. You know what? My thank you. You'll understand. Oh, just wait. Still smells like food. Okay. Here, yeah. Bring anyway, that, bring the candle. Yeah, over you get then. the candle today. It's not me this time. See, and that's a first. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Andy uh, Griffith. Anyway, yeah, Andy Griffith. So that's why I started watching it, and uh, now I know why everybody loves. It. I mean, I've I'd seen episodes before, but I've never watched like one after another after another, and they're just so good. They're really good. So I'm about to finish season one. I'm I'm excited. There's I'm excited that there's seven more seasons to go. It's gonna be awesome. So yeah, and shout and out the Andy Griffith show. And you said Andy Griffith show because um, he said it was like a, there's an episode for. Everything in life, something like that. Basically, yeah. So any any life lessons. So it was it, actually I heard it. I heard it on two different podcasts. One podcast was the guy talking about um, in in his favorite barbershop, just Andy Griffith show playing over and over again, and that you know it's Americana and TV. They don't make TV like that anymore. And I do genuinely want to kind of clean up my TV watching a little bit as far as content goes. Oh sure. Um, but then I also there was a different podcast. It was actually a, it was an officiating, but it was on Crown Refs. Oh yeah. One of the guys who is a Division One basketball official, but he also is a school principal, like a elementary school principal i know well so he has like a he has like a a driver that drives his minivan like he hires somebody to drive his minivan so he he lives in i think in massachusetts or virginia okay so there's enough around right well but so then like what he did uh duke north carolina one year and he had to have so the guy drove him all the way down to north carolina which is like an eight-hour drive um, so he's doing schoolwork as this guy's driving him all the way down there, then does the game, it drives back, 
gets there just in time to go into the locker room and shower and then start a school day. Oh my word! Yeah, that's so, so it's cool. Like, so he goes into a staff meeting and everybody's like, "We just saw you on TV last night. Like, how are you here?" <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's dedication. But but that was his thing was never let never let my refereeing interfere with my principaling. And he was talking about saying He's the one that said, the Andy Griffith show, the Andy Griffith show will teach you everything you need to know about leadership. And so if you don't have time to read a book or you don't want to read a book or whatever it is, like watch the Andy Griffith show. And it's a fun way to just learn all those. And I'm seeing it. Now that somebody said it out loud, it's just like, oh, man, every single episode has a parenting lesson or every single episode has a moral to it. Which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, kind of like He Man. <laughs> it's also a great show. We're not going to justify that with laughter. Okay. <laughs> I didn't laugh. I did. I'm you, sorry. You, I wish I hadn't. But, but I, I just recently started watching Everybody Loves Raymond with oh. my wife. Yeah, okay. And and my sorry, I broke your pen. And my it's it's that was my Wisconsin Lutheran State Teachers Conference pen. Oh my goodness. I presented at that conference. Anyway, <laughs> um, Everybody Loves Raymond was one of the favorite shows of my my father-in-law and mother-in-law, and their their go-to line is, oh, there's a Raymond episode about that. With, like, <laughs> like you said, life lessons or, you know, just like family, different family situations or funny things that come up. If it's happening around a family situation, there's a Raymond episode about that. So yeah. that's what was popping awesome. in my head when you said that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank yous. All right. So my thing. Okay. No, you go, Gus. You're ready. Okay. Uh, my thank you goes to Caleb Chimkowski. Chim- Chimkowski? Yeah. Uh, we call him Chimmy on campus. Awesome guy. <laughs> I had no idea who you were talking about until you said Chimmy. No, no, yeah. No, yeah. Awesome dude. Uh, thank you because he was <laughs> – uh, we were able to hire him – for our floor event on campus to smoke some meat. And it was so good. Oh, my goodness, guys. He has a file cabinet. So, yeah. So, what he does is... So, when he first did Schmeet, is what they call it. So, S-C-H-M-E-A-T. Schmeet. When they first did it, they printed out a bunch of posters. And it just said, get your Schmeet on the patio. Three (laughs) drawers of meat, one drawer of heat. Come have some schmeat. <laughs> and it was him and uh, Johnny Meyer. <laughs> Get some schmeat on the shmeat. patio. <laughs> and I, I tell still, you. That's still his punchline, right? Well, I mean, he hasn't done an advertised event in a long time now. They still He's refer been hired to out. Schmeats, oh, yeah. It's still referred to as schmeat because that's just, that's that. what else would you call it at this point? <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, so well, I mean, if you remember last year when uh, One Sock did their first concert, they yeah. sold oh, Schmeet outside of the doors. I and paid full they price did, for Schmeet. They did bacon wrapped <laughs> oh, sliders. So good. Oh my goodness, it was phenomenal. So good. The price was kind of silly, but still, it was phenomenal. Probably fair. I mean, yeah. comparable yeah. for the quality. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It was comparable to anything you right. get at like a county fair or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so uh, the dorm staff, we were like, all right, we know he's. Dude, no, not I'm that far. Doing what I always well, do. Well, it's really tinny, though. Oh, it, oh yeah. Should I you don't usually use that mic. mic? No, no, no. You usually mic? use that mic, so you're fine. Just okay. keep going. Just don't, don't get all up into it. Don't suck. 
<laughs> Let me just make sure I have two inches between my mouth and That's the great. microphone. Yeah, well, now you're talking quiet, so. All right, no, I'm scared <laughs> to talk. <laughs> no, so anyway, uh, yeah, Chimmy just smokes some phenomenal meat in a filing cabinet, and it's three drawers of it are meat, and one drawer is just blocks of wood, and he smokes it. And it was kind of funny, actually, because apparently some of the girls in the uh, Augustana, they saw smoke coming from the back of Concord, and they freaked out, and they were like, they were calling the RAs, the mini mamas, and they were like, oh my goodness, there's a fire in the back. There's sm- smoke coming out of the back of Concord. What's going on? And they're like, oh, don't worry. It's just Schmeet. <laughs> I don't want to rip on the lovely future teachers <laughs> in Augustana. For at least 10 years, they've been freaking out about everything. <laughs> but they saw smoke, assumed fire, and called the RAs and not 911. <laughs> feel like we're missing something here it's pretty on course okay. for well, the, but i mean the girls but i mean if the alarms aren't going off you know like what's going on right so all right i don't know like right. there's some justification to it also he well wasn't and in maybe, the building was he see, i might be missing a part of the story because okay. maybe it was they saw a burning filing cabinet <laughs> 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 of the back of, right, maybe I mean, they if, saw that if, if you see the filing cabinet and not just the smoke all right right yeah better, yeah, it's right, yeah. still better than yeah. our smoking couch you remember the smoking couch back in the day Yes, there that was, was a co- awful. There was a couch that belonged. It, it didn't belong. I'm pretty sure it got Don't pulled out of the dumpster. To be honest, to be honest, um, but somebody. So every, was it like, Christian Keither's couch? It might have been. I don't know. I'm just throwing it. Might have been. I honestly, might have been. But it had. It was like. It was like you know the floral print and like the wood frame yeah, around the outside tiny, of it and everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm. I am pretty sure they pulled it out of the dumpster because they wanted a couch to smoke on, and then um, they would just bring it into the the back stairway of Concord and let it sit there when it, so it wouldn't get rained on or anything and then pull it back out and go smoke back there. This is back when you could wow. smoke behind the dorms. Well, I mean, so. you can in the parking lot, but, you know. Well, it's you like could be able just to smoke, smoke right outside the door. back in the Like day. in the wintertime, well, they would just okay. hold the door open and stick their heads out and smoke. So I'm not out here trying to smoke on campus constantly, but <clears throat> they put the cigarette things right next to the door. <laughs> so the only places you're allowed to smoke are in the parking lots, but then when you're done smoking, you got to walk up to the door and then put your cigarette in the or whatever you're smoking. Well, in back the in the day, you could deal. just smoke wherever as long as it wasn't in a building. Right. I, I don't and, know. I mean, yeah. it's probably good that, you know, Oh, no, I agree. Not, like I'm not dis I'm yeah. not disagreeing. Right. No, the it's just good. silly. It's just well, silly where they put the smoke. We smoked a cigar or a pipe like once a month or something as opposed to I mean, there were legitimately guys smoking. Right. Like that right. were smokers. That's Probably yeah, not well, wise. and that was one of the deals this year coming into RA week. They were like, hey, guys, the patio on Summit, like that front patio, they yeah. were like, can't smoke there. <laughs> because, well, there's so many windows there. Well, well, but that was the, the thing was was that like there was a group of dudes. Uh, I forget his name. It's probably good that I don't remember his name. <laughs> we're not going to name it him. Was like, there was like three or four dudes that would smoke on the patio right there. Yeah. And it was like, they they it wasn't like they were smoking for a long time. It was like mm-hmm. they'd go out, have a quick cigarette, and come back in. And so for but them, if you it live was in like, any of the rooms right there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it, anyway. it became an issue. Whatever. Anyway, thank you to Chimmy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Chimmy. He bought $150 worth of meat. And fed the first floor and third floor conquered. We tried to get some swimming down there, but <laughs> they <laughs> 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 
that we tried to get we no we we did invite everybody in the end because we had a ton of meat left over. We're, we're real thankful that you brought some of that leftover <laughs> meat over here, Gus. Dude, I was I wasn't able to, man. That's not my that it's the dorm meat. Well, then where's the pizza, Gus? Yeah. Well, he's only on beer, too. Yeah, what are you you saying? We need another beer before he gets a pizza. All right, my thank you goes to Dr. Rue, Professor Dr. Rue. Um, He was the first person on campus when I came back in 2020. He was the first person on campus to ask me how I'm doing and check in on me and everything. Is he the one with the glasses? Yeah, he's the teaching reading. His glasses are in the library? Yeah, right. Yep, teaching reading, kitty lit, all those courses, yeah. yeah. Um, also, Professor Loomis was on. Literature. Yeah, Kitty Lit, Children's <laughs> Literature, same thing. Professor Loomis, who was our children's literature teacher, yep. was on campus the other day. We chatted really? a little bit. Yeah, she's she's doing great. She's awesome. She awesome. She's always been awesome. But anyway, shout or thank you to Dr. Rue. He was the first person on campus um, to kind of welcome me back, besides like the official welcome committee, if you will. Yeah. Um, but he remembered me when I, from when I was a student the first time has been consistently checking up on me ever since and today in the hallway just kind of walked over and literally like did the shoulder bump like hey how you doing um and it was exactly what i needed in the moment and uh just he's just a blessing and he finds a way to be like if you talk about uh professor palestin rightfully so gets a lot of attention for or gets a lot of shout outs for the way he loves the people around him yeah dr rue also deserves that kind of attention for the way that he loves the people around him. And I have been the beneficiary of a lot of that love, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I mistook him for a prof that was in a skit at the skit festival. And so when I saw him yesterday and was talking to him, I was like, hey, you coming to the skit fest? You're in a skit. And he said no, which is probably a good thing, because then he would have showed up and been like, wait a minute, I'm not in any of these. (laughs) But yeah, that was the first time I interacted with him. Super kind guy. Yeah. Super kind guy. I've been working on him to, uh, he just just defended his doctorate a couple of months ago, so he's been really busy. But I've been working on him to do a podcast sometime about books for boys. So books for young boys. That would be good, yeah. Uh, We haven't quite gotten it done yet, but this is definitely... I might be leaving New Ulm in a couple of days here, but that doesn't mean I'm never going to be back. So sooner or later, uh, we're going to get a podcast done with Dr. Rue talking about books for young men. So Yeah. Yeah. Charlie thinks I'm letting him leave New Ulm. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little does he know you have an unfinished I still basement. think it would be, it would be, I, I, I still that think that it would, it would make me so happy on so many levels if you got a call like as soon as I left and just decided to leave. So if you leave within a year. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so great, Nick. That would be great. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> well. Gus, if I get a call next year, I'm not leaving until after the yeah, school he, year. If, no matter oh. what, you've got another year. In yeah. Okay, well then, in and that then case. you're leaving anyway, <laughs> since the world centers around Gus. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> my All thank right. you goes out to my fellow fifth and sixth grade teachers. Uh, We're 25 minutes in, we still haven't finished thank yous, but anyway, hey, though <laughs> that would be Phil Scriver and Emily Stirring, who absolutely love working with. Um, phenomenal what they do with their classrooms and mine as we've got a little bit of departmentalization in our level um and i've worked with emily last well, since the year since the 1920 school year uh and phil's brand new with us at st paul's but specifically thank you to phil for uh we we had our we had our gala event this this evening for st paul's lutheran school in new alm to continue working on the the debt from our building project and our you know awesome facilities that we now have um and there the last 
auctionable item of the evening was a pinata at Cinco de Mayo. And the the money went toward the the winning the winners of the auction got two swings at the piñata. And so one elderly woman wanted to get some swings in and she missed on one and then she hit the the other one and it just they make these piñatas a little little They're sturdy. A little tougher than they sturdy used to. Sturdy piñatas. <laughs> Which Phil um, found out as well because then he was the next bid so that so that was the premise is they were gonna you know if, if you didn't if you didn't get anything out of the pinata that was going back back to back to the floor for auction and Phil Scriver gets up there and he smacks the pinata off of the rope <laughs> and then uh, they put it on the table he hits it again and just the leg falls off but all of the winnings which was like some gift cards and things were in the body. And then so I get up and make my bid and and am chosen to to get up there and go go smack it. And I won some gift cards and a couple of nice things for the wife and and so thank you Phil for, for, the for homies, thank sorry. you Phil for, <laughs> for loosening <clears throat> nothing for the bros for 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 loosening the piñata and it's fine we didn't want to even letting it's me okay. It's not like you want yeah. a sixty-minute massage. massage from yes, <laughs> I mean I do too. <laughs> Heather deserves that. Now my now Heather my wife gets, has Heather now my wife has mas- two I hours just of throw massages. Throw a bottle of champagne nice. at the wall of the house. That's all I want. What? Like a boat? Like when you send a boat off to sea? Where's this coming from? And whose house? Your house. This house. My, what? This house. Before, right before you leave, we just throw a bottle of champagne at the side of it. Well, we should have done that when he moved in. Yeah, that's, no, but that we're going to do it when he leaves because we didn't do it when he left, or got here. That's, you see what I mean? Like, oh, you got to do it. I'm so lost. You know? I, so thank you thing. to Phil <laughs> it's a thing. for loosening up the pinata. <laughs> it's and, a thing. And being oh an my gosh. awesome partner uh, as, we, pia- as we educate our fifth and sixth graders in New Ulm. Phil is another one of those guys that just finds a way to love people. He does a phenomenal job. He of does. It. He yeah. does. Yeah. Comes from an awesome family too. The whole Scriber family is legit. All right. Um, thank you to Rebecca Brunner. <coughs> Happens to be my sister. Um, mm. She's married. That's why her name is not Ungamak anymore. For the record. Hey. Yeah. Congrats, Leon Rebecca. Works? What's that? Nothing. Oh, mm-hmm. what's it? hey now. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but I think I know what you said. Uh, so shout out to uh, Rebecca um, Brunner and Lee, of course, from Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, and Jeremiah Wallander from Nia. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeremiah. <laughs> well, we all know Wallander. He's been on the podcast a bunch of times. Um, dude Jerry. really helped. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry, Jay Wall, however you know him. When I was coming out here. He, he just did the podcast a major favor and made a, a donation that's going to help us out. Uh, going into the summer so no way. thank you um, if you would like to join that club uh, we call it a cup of coffee do- donation because for the price of a cup of coffee you can help support the ministry we're doing here with young men if you'd like to support or help fund the work we do here at Gird Up go to www.com select buy us a cup of coffee in the main menu and make your donation there of course we've got links in the podcast notes below I want to join that club <laughs> 
So give I'm us trying. money then, Gus. You're, but you're what happens your... when you join the club? Charlie, you're doing your thing, and I'm just trying to keep Gus under control. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, but for real, though, like last on the la- last week's episode, I mentioned that the podcast has gone into the red. That means that it comes out of my bank account, which I'm glad to do. Um, but we, we obviously provide this for free to everybody that listens to it. We don't have a paywall or anything like that. We've been encouraged to even do a paywall. Um, yeah. But uh, no, we're not going to because this is valuable for everybody. And like we talked about last week, too, we've got a worldwide audience that does um, appreciate the fact that it's free. Um, so we're not going to do that. What that we do ask then is that if you are able and willing to help us uh, pay for it, I'm <laughs> I say I got to move to Wisconsin. Gus is still in school and he's got a family. Um, Connor's also still in school. So all the guys that you hear on the podcast often. We're not no longer going to be here. <laughs> We're not in a position necessarily to fund us ourselves. So we really do appreciate when you guys help us do that. So thank you to everybody that's been doing cup of coffee donations. Connor, because um, be. we're still here because of that. I, I mean, honestly, I couldn't afford to do all this on my own. Okay. And so because of the donations that have been coming in, in the last couple of days, not only are we caught back up again, we're no longer in red, but now um, we can start moving forward on some other plans and things that we have that are exciting. So that's cool, Charlie. Yeah. Gus and I are going to need two mics after you leave so we can continue podcasting. Do FaceTime podcasting. So make a donation. (laughs) (laughs) Click the link. What about this mic? I can just say. No, no, you don't get that one. That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Yeah, that one just got donated. So shout out. Shout out. We can have this one or maybe the with the rubber bands. Yeah, no, no. If we can replace, that would be cool. If we could replace those three, so the two silver ones and a black one. If we if we could replace those three, and I can take six. Microphones with me, you guys could keep those. Oh, that would be so um, so but well, each but microphone, I, I so each one of these microphones that the three of us are using right now, that one was uh, seventy-five bucks when it was brand new. These two were both about a hundred. Um, yeah. All right. So that that's a, that's a, that's a several donations. But if anybody wants to donate that, we would be glad to have them. And I would also love to have you guys have your own show. That would be <laughs> sick. That would well, be I that mean, would like make me so our own happy. show, and or you would just we would Facetime into a show. Oh, like that you, too. Yeah, we, yeah. We yeah. Do, do. do that too. Yeah. Well, because that's what like all the big podcasts do. Well, so then anyway. the best way to do that would be a snowball mic, which is another fifty or sixty bucks. But they're okay. great for that kind of podcasting too. So uh, Are snowball know. mics available outside of winter months. <laughs> <laughs> they're called snowball Stop. mics because they're round. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's the content that gets us subscribers. Yes. Our question of the week this week. Our question question of the week. I'm here all week. I'm here all week with dad jokes. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, now to the content that you subscribed for. All right. Question of the week. (laughs) Okay, but our question is about anxiety and depression. Yeah, let's hit it. Come on. Okay, here we go. I got to stop laughing before I... T- okay, well, well we take it, it seriously. It. Don't mind that we're laughing. Here we go. Uh, I started struggling with anxiety and depression. <laughs> Charlie, stop. <laughs> let me read it. Let me read it. Okay. <laughs> let me see here. Take a breath. Uh, All right. So, oh, hold on. Oh, we ain't plugged in. And now we're plugged in. Okay. So, the question of the week. I started struggling with anxiety and depression during my first year of college, and it's not going away. I don't understand why I'm struggling like this. I know that Jesus loves me and I stay connected to church and youth group, but I can't shake it. I have told my friend, I haven't told my friends or family because I'm scared they'll look at me differently. All right. Sometimes guess I forget you can read. Okay. (laughs) Right after I do that for you (laughs) so that we wouldn't end up in this situation. (laughs) 
Okay. If anybody's wondering, this is how Saturday nights go at my house when the mics aren't on. With you and your kids. You're getting a real or... look at what the what, oh, what else some, what oh, this we're over. Movies. We just read yeah. stuff off of Charlie's computer all day. <laughs> and I watch you guys fall asleep to a movie. That was no, that's was more like it. it. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. we actually silly. Last time was the first time you guys stayed up. All right, now we, let's talk we about actually this silly and then fall asleep watching a movie. Okay. Uh, well, so um I don't know, we can kinda go wherever you guys want with this one. Um uh, read the first line one more time. Just just in case. I started struggling with anxiety and depression during my first year of college and it's not going away. Um, and okay. then the last line is important too. I haven't told my friends or family because I'm scared they'll look at me differently. So I think right off the bat, I I I would I would consider. Um, well, I mean, man, it it seems strange to me sometimes when. Well, actually, it's not that strange because I remember there was a time when I was nervous to talk to my family about stuff that I had going on in my life. So that is a very familiar fear. But I tell you what, once you get through it. Once you do start talking to your family and your close friends about the problems that you have, it's just like you open up a water gate and it's just wide open and just boom. Now that relationship's there, people recognize it. It's not as though you're going to be ridiculed because of it. Because here's the thing is one of the blessings of living in 2023 is that you don't have to worry about anybody really judging you in a negative way about those kinds of feelings. See, and and that is mostly true. I think. I yeah, do, it's I mostly do true. Think, it's mostly true. I do true. think. Um, like, I I'm do, sure there are outliers. There are definitely outliers. Yeah, and 100%. I would say, I 100%. would say, my stip that I would say that's good advice. With the only stipulation of you do know we don't know your family probably. Yeah. Right. Right. You know your family better than we do for sure. Probably more than, better than anybody else does. And so if you legitimately think this is either going to A, ruin your relationship, or B, make the situation worse to talk to your family specifically, I would leave that up to your judgment. What I would say is you need to talk to somebody, and it needs to be somebody that is actively involved in your life. Well, and my pushback to that real quick, though, is that so often our judgments of how other people will react to things are completely wrong. And that's not to say that what you said is wrong, but that is to say that I'd be willing to bet more often than not, and even in my case, and maybe your guys' as well, when I finally came around to being like, all right, I'm just going to talk to them about my struggles, and I just let it out, they ended up receiving it way better than I ever thought they would. So that's the, that's, I would say that's my only min- pushback. It's a minuscule group of people. I said, I said 90% or 80% a second I, ago. I don't sure. remember what it was. I, you, I would be surprised if it was like one in a thousand at this point. Because yeah. you make a good point. In 2023, this is not taboo anymore. Right. We can talk about this, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are certainly people that will react that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I unless you're absolutely positive that that is the way they're going to react, I would have that conversation. And then also, just because you have the conversation and they react that way, doesn't mean that that's then now condemned to be the way life is always going to be for the rest of your life. You need you you can't see what you need to do is not do this alone, though. Right, one hundred percent. That's exactly what I was going to say. Whether whether it's finding that close friend, um, you know, since. 2011 charlie's had me i've had him we've known that from the get-go um that no matter what it was we were going to have one another's backs we were going to support one another in a phone conversation 
face to face, whatever it is, that was that was going to be something that we give one another for the rest of our lives. Um, is that is that brotherly love and support, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you really don't think you have that available to you, there, like, well, is, is I'm assuming this is an MLC student. Well, it's just but, we don't know. Don't know. Okay. I mean, I know, but I'm not gonna say. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that that's fair. But if if this is a high school student or a college student, whomever this is, you you have resources available to you that right. professional resources that you need to not be um, ashamed of taking advantage or using mm-hmm. in order to get the the proper professional help that might be necessary. Yeah. Yeah, and just right away to plug a group, a great group uh would be the Christian Family Solutions. F- fantastic group to go to for any kind of struggles you've got going on. They yep. do online counseling, they do in-person counseling. Just depends where you're at. Like if you're if that's what you're looking depends for anyway, the, right? Yeah, if you're looking for professional too. help. Yeah. If you were listening last week, Bryce Guzzi was talking about how wonderful they've been for him oh, really? on last okay. week's episode. I also mentioned that we actually happen to have the same counselor. Oh. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's which, cool. He's awesome. He's yeah. a great great yeah. guy and he's not we also have had um I I'm not going to cuz we've had like four or five other people that work for CFS. Yeah. on on yeah, the podcast over the yeah, years. We had Dr. The podcast ben out and at- a couple others. Beats yeah. for heartbeats, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. See, yeah. like we we've had a bunch of different people on on the show from yeah, CFS. Yeah, we've been plugging CFS for a bit now <laughs> because they're wonderful. Yeah, right? they are. They're they awesome. Truly and are. so yeah. it's not it's not just Ed who's awesome. <laughs> right. It happens right. to be mine and Bryce's counselor, but that doesn't mean that everybody else is an awesome too. Um, but to to that, uh, now I lost where I was going with that. I don't know. I, I think I personally have never really struggled a lot with, not with depression, with anxiety a little bit more, but that was more situational. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of stuff that sure. I dealt, dealt with with dealt with in Milwaukee didn't really impact me while I was there. But then when I got back out here to New Orleans and was out of those situations, it did have a pretty major impact on me. And between the girl I was dating at the time, you say Nick mentioned earlier, but that was something we were talking about too, was a lot of those issues that eventually got me kind of to the point where I was ready to say, you know, I need some counseling on this. Yeah. Um, and I see, like, there... I wrote down three things. The first is, like Gus said immediately, you're not alone in this. Um, mm. There's a lot of people that are experiencing things like this. Amen. Um, the third thing I wrote was, if you want things to get better, you get something has to change, yeah. which is what we're, I think we're about to talk about and keep talking about that. Um, but the second thing I also uh, wrote down was that your struggles with anxiety and or depression, aren't they're only going to define you if you let them define you. Right. right? There right. are a lot of people who let them define them. And that becomes like their distinguishing yeah. characteristic and their whole lives from then on are kind of defined by that. But that doesn't have to be you. No yeah. matter what degree right. of struggle you've got going on, it does not have to be you. Um, and so the way you choose to go about addressing it and even narrating it to yourself is going to make a big impact on that. Mm-hmm. And actually having professional help, appropriate professional help too, is going to play a big role in how you deal with those things. And I think this is actually a good place to make a plug for Christian counselors. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. saying that secular counselors who don't have a Christian affiliation aren't going to do you a good. There's a lot of wonderful, beautiful um, helpers out there. Mm-hmm. But especially if you listen to this, you're probably a Christian. Yeah. Right. Right. Finding a Christian counselor who shares your beliefs 
is, I would argue, probably the best thing you can do as far as counseling goes. Well, because a secular counselor isn't going to point out when it's sinful nature that's popping into the equation versus, um, I don't know, other things that people like to use and as, as an excuse for the way they feel. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I was listening to something recently. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there's... The, so, you hear a lot about that concept of victimhood nowadays, right? And apparently there's been a lot of... And again, my research on this is minimal, so what, I, what I'm saying, I'm not 100% sure on. But there's been, from what I've heard, research on the fact, like, on different mental issues that are going on that are prevalent in today's society, right? You got like split personality dysphoria, right? Or schizophrenia, things like that, right? And while some things are definitely genetic and, you know, are legitimate uh, uh, diagnosable issues, a lot of times it's it's almost, you'll hear, you'll hear people say that it's a fad, right? Like people, people want a reason for why they feel bad. They want to put a label on it. So they'll say, I have this or I have that, or I'm dealing with this, and they'll manifest it in different ways, right? So it's important to have somebody to keep it real, <laughs> real with you. And a lot of times that's your friends and family, right? Like what, what we were just saying, like Nick was saying with Charlie and, uh, I mean, myself also with both you, Nick and Charlie and Jonah and the rest of the guys that are in my life and, and whatnot. And, uh, you got to have people that are going to be honest with you and be able to look at the situation from the outside and say, okay, so based on the, based on what we've learned as Christians, we can establish the fact that this is legitimate and this is quite frankly, you being selfish or some other kind of feeling. Yeah. Right. And, and what you're saying about being a fad is not saying that your difficulty is a fad. Right. No, there is no, no, a, no. there's definitely a trend in popular culture where you're right. almost, and we've talked about this on a podcast before oh, pretty yeah. extensively, yeah, 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 yeah. where you're, it's almost like you almost wear your issues as a badge of honor kind of a thing. Right. Like people want, and maybe right. not in our circles, but like there are groups of people that want to be a part of the group that says, oh, well, I struggle with this. Right. And, it's and like, I think that might be one of the issues that the guy that wrote this question might be dealing with is that I don't want to be a snowflake. Mm. I'm having these issues. I don't want to be a snowflake, though, you know? And I just have something to say from being somebody who's had these conversations with friends and family who've who've reached out to me with these types of situations cuz I'm god bless me in many many different ways um but the, notably this is one of them where I don't necessarily deal with a ton of anxiety uh you know I, I can handle my emotions pretty well. I don't dive and and this is a blessing and a curse, trust me, in many <laughs> many different ways. But I don't like I've out outside of, you know, death of loved ones, like anxiety and depression hasn't really been <clears throat> an issue in my life. But what a reminder for us that this question gives us to people like people like me. Be available check in on check in on your brothers check in on your family check in on your friends and and make sure that you're a a make sure that you're available and and 
accessible to these people who who potentially need you so that they, these questions don't come up that these you know people who potentially need your help need your ear don't feel like they can't say something you know lend your ear lend your heart and and be be ready to listen because sometimes that's all it takes yeah do you have anything else you want to move to add before? I, so, um, no, you're, you're, oh, go ahead. No, go. Yeah. For it. So, the last the last thing I want to talk about then is, uh, it sounds like again, if you're writing a question like this, it sounds like you probably haven't had any professional help yet. So, one thing I would do is just start asking around a little bit amongst the homies um, about, like, it, it just see if anybody else is already getting the kind of help that you're looking for. Um, as far as a professional counselor or something like that. And, um, okay, I think word-of-mouth recommendations go a long, long way. If people really love um, the person that they're working with, that that should be a cue to you of this is somebody that you might want to work with. Um, but then on top of that, you've got uh, a lot of different – You, this isn't something that's out of your control either, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so there's a lot of physical factors and spiritual factors and mental factors, like mindset factors that go into yeah. a lot of the things that are going on uh, when you're struggling with things like anxiety and depression. Uh, and it's going to be different for everybody. Like we know a couple of guys – Cameron Schrader has been on a podcast before and talked about um, – like he, pr- he pretty much – he went to the doctor. The doctor said, here's a book I want you to read. He read the book, and when he was done with the book – um, it's not like he never had another issue again, but <laughs> right. the book like that's what he needed to hear. That was the mindset shift that he needed, um, and that shifted his perspective on things, and life got significantly better pretty much overnight. Right? That's not going to be true for everybody. Right? Um, but recognizing that there's a lot of different factors that go into this, and some of them might be physical, some of them might be spiritual, some of them might be mental, um, and then uh, understanding that the purpose of getting help or even just talking it out with the guys like Gus was talking about Mm -hmm. is to figure out what those you can't expect things to change unless you change something so whether that's behaviors you're changing or mindsets you're changing Mm -hmm. or beliefs you're changing whatever they might be you can't sit there and stay where you're at and expect things to be different you have to go out and make a change amen well and i guess my addition to that just to emphasize the fact that and I know you kind of, well, whatever. I guess I'll just, sorry, I'll just say what I'm going to say. The point that I'm getting at here is that read stuff, man. I I think that that definitely is something that people don't go to in today's day and age at all. It's like they, uh, like the doctor uh, giving something to Sam, having him read a book. Like, as much as that might sound kind of silly, is it's like we live in a day and age that, like, granted, it's more appropriate. Like, people are okay with you talking about the problems that you have going on in your life, generally speaking. Yep. But to that ex- same ex- same extent, people aren't reading nearly as much as they used to. Like, just the general knowledge and. Uh, yeah, just the general knowledge that people have nowadays on any given subject, it's just it's not there because what do you what do you do when you don't know something? You just Google it, right? Yep. And granted, that's not a fix all for situations like this, but I don't know. I think becoming learned on what you're dealing with is important just so that you can fully grasp what you're doing and reading the right kind of stuff, right? Learning the right kind of things. So using those Christian resources that you have, figure out what has been studied about what I'm going through? What has been written about the situation I'm in? You know, right. 
things like that. And then also to just kind of go off on a different tangent, it's like, I think too often people in today's day and age like to think that what they're going through is unique. Now, granted, it is unique in the sense that, yes, you are living it for the first time ever, but the situations we're going through, quite frankly, are like, we're what we're dealing with isn't new. Like whenever I'm doing bad in classes and stuff at school, I'm not the first guy to go through Martin Luther college and do bad at Hebrew. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like to think that we're so special, think that we're so unique in this moment. That's ignorant. It's quite, quite frankly, ignorant. So whenever we're dealing with these kinds of things, just kind of take a step back and think about what Solomon, right? What did Solomon write? There's nothing new under the sun. And that is not only with physical things. Well, I mean that actually I'd say it's that, you know, there are new physical things in the sense of like phones and stuff, but, but specifically with human nature, right? The things that we deal with as humans that are timeless, such as mental issues, there's nothing new under the sun. People have been struggling with the things that we're struggling with right now since the beginning of time. And granted, that's hard for us to comprehend just because, you know, just because of those historical differences. It's like, oh, they didn't have social media. They didn't have this, that, and the other thing. But what did they have, right? Solomon had how many wives and concubines? 700 wives, 300 concubines. Right. That's a full That's house. a problem. <laughs> that is a full Right? House. God does not condone that behavior. And so it's like when we think about people, like the people that we look up to in literature and stuff like that, it's like, no, what you got, buddy? <laughs> I'd be depressed too if I had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Yeah. Hey, single. You can't do anything right. <laughs> sorry. Whatever. Ah, That's that was really, that I'm was, sorry. That was I good. regret that. that. Sorry. Anyway, moving okay. on. Moving on. Point, point being, though, is that... I love how silent. Just processing. (laughs) Point being, though, is that, yeah, granted, they didn't deal with social media. They didn't deal with phones like we are now. But they deal with different stuff that we're not experiencing. That can be attributed in a a similar way to what we're dealing with right now. You know what I mean? So it's it's just the mindset and the heart behind the stuff that we're dealing with now is not different. The things might be different, but the heart behind it is the same that's what i'm getting i agree with you let me rephrase what i said if i had 700 wives and 300 concubines i think i would be lonely honestly you got there's just no way you can have intimate relationships 100 right that's that's what i was getting at is there's just no way you can have all that going on and still have there's a whole book in the bible about him that's true i mean but even you think about the, the consequences of having all that going on in your in your household like yeah, there's no way right. you've got a thousand women being faithful to you all the time and so on. Like there's just right. a lot of implications of so to make your point. Right. There like nothing is new under the sun. Right. And then and, and then the other thing with that too, I mean, just talking speculatively about the his history of Solomon, like even if half of that is ceremonial and they're not even living in the palace, like you man, being married to one woman is difficult as a stupid immature man that we all are you know um yeah insane insane what that man had to deal with and (laughs) yeah thankfully he had the wisdom well and then on the flip side imagine (laughs) imagine being like a princess from some other country who gets married off to this guy that already has say you're in the middle of the pack 400 other wives (laughs) 
yeah. insane. Like, right. What what does that what does it look like? That can't be a pleasant and wonderful no. life. You know what I mean? Well, so yeah. And and something that my dad has always like growing up, my dad would always tell me, it's hard to be happy. Like it really is. It's hard to be happy. It's hard to feel the joy. It's hard to look for the good. It's really easy to be sad. It's really easy to be mad. Like all yeah. of those negative emotions that you feel, that's easy for sure. Like no one no one is saying that it's easy to figure out how to get out of that, you know, and I don't know. Reason being that actually that actually leads us really well into the next section here. Oh, bet. Yeah. Okay. So I well, I mean, I was going to throw some gospel kind of action in there real quick. Well, but go ahead, do it. No, I was okay. Well, now I'm on, now I feel the pressure. I can't handle it. <laughs> 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 well, but I mean, you know, because we have Jesus, we don't have to feel that way, right? We can find the good in situations. Like, granted, yeah, what we're going through is hard, but look, we have eternal life, right? Yeah. The one that died for, like, all of these feelings, all of these emotions that we're having that don't feel right, that feel wrong, right? Those were nailed upon the cross, you know? And here we are on earth struggling through it, but in the end, what are we going to, right? We have, we have, we can rejoice in the resurrection. It's awesome. Eternal so, glory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that that's even an even better segue into what we're going to talk about next, which is the last petition of the Lord's Prayer. In a small catechism, Luther uh, said, oh, by the way, before we move on, yeah. if you've got a question you yourself would like to ask on the podcast, or that the we, audience. if you'd like, yep, you, if, you the audience. If, okay. If you've I got a question you you'd like to us to. I got tons of questions. <laughs> I have a question, Charlie. <laughs> if you've got a question you'd like to, us to answer on the podcast, use the links in the description below to get a hold of us on social media or by email and let us know what you would want the bros to talk about next. This is actually the last broadcast in the series, so the broadcast will come back probably in September, um, but we'll have lots of interviews between now and then. That does not mean that I won't keep track of the questions and we'll answer them when the new season starts. Um, but we're going to yeah. Jump into Luther's large catechism, conclusion well, of the Lord's Prayer. And just a quick plug for that. Like, it would probably be good for us to have a back order of questions. Oh, absolutely. Too. You know, yeah. like, we want to get to a bunch, and it's better to have more questions than none. And I have a hard time coming up with them off the top of my head, to be honest. So it's yeah. it's, it's a lot easier and, fr- frankly, far higher quality content when you guys do ask questions. <clears throat> yeah, so so anyway. the, the conclusion of the Lord's Prayer says, but deliver us from evil. Uh, Luther says, what does this mean? We pray in this petition as in a summary that our Father in heaven would deliver us from all manner of evil, body and soul, property and honor, and at last, when our when our last hour shall come, grant us a blessed end, and graciously take us from this veil of tears to Himself into heaven. Um, if you look back in the Greek, Luther actually leaned into the Greek, and I don't want to put myself above Luther here, but he might be wrong. So there's two ways you can interpret the Greek in Matthew, um, was it Matthew chapter five, I think, or six. Um, when you, <laughs> I did look it up, it's I all promise. You, all right. All anyway, um, so the, the you got a, a verb and a noun here, obviously. So the the verb is either rescue or deliver us from that which is wicked would be the literal translation of what's written in the Greek, that which is wicked, which obviously leaves a lot up to interpretation, right? Yeah. So when Luther read that, he said, I think that this is personal evil. This is a specific person of evil, Mm. um, namely the devil. Um, And so that's reflected in a lot of translations where they capitalize the E in evil as you're going through Matthew Ah, and looking at the Lord's Prayer, right? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And... uh, that that idea of personal evil, um, as Luther interprets interprets it, makes it 
what what Luther said is it seems that the devil is the sum of all evil and therefore our arch enemy as the sum of all evil against whom we're praying in this petition, which makes okay. sense and that's a legitimate way to, to interpret it. Um, it also relates really easily to all the other petitions that Jesus has taught us when you think about it as saying kind of dear, this is again Luther's words, dear father, help us get rid of all this trouble entirely. So all the different um petitions that we've been praying through the Lord's Prayer, namely, um, give us daily bread, so you're praying against hunger and starvation and nakedness and so forth. So you're going through the Lord's Prayer, you're naming all these different evils and asking God to bless you instead of uh, letting you suffer those evils. And the last then, um, um, what's the word, petition here, is to say, all of these evils, Lord, guide us away from that, deliver us from that, right? And it's the word that you would use for like a warrior or a bodyguard or something, um, keeping you away from those evils. The other way to interpret that in the Greek, though, would be um, the idea of like specific evils, which might come upon us. So Luther names poverty, dishonor, death, etc., and then points out that if God did not support us, we wouldn't have a minute, much less a second, of peace from these things. They would overcome us in less than a moment if we did not have God standing guard mm-hmm. and protecting us from them. Um, so God wants us to pray to him that about everything which might threaten either our physical or mental or sp- not mental. Well, yeah, mental well, yeah, too. Mental. Yeah, but yeah, physical right. would be part of and mental would kind of go together. Okay. Anyway, physical or spiritual welfare. Anything that threatens that, our bodily or spiritual welfare, he wants us to pray about and he encourages us to do that in his petition. Okay. Any thoughts on any of that? If not, that's okay. Uh, uh, I, mean. I think I think my initial thought, just to like in a general wrap up of the Lord's Prayer, um, it's not a magic spell. It's just why I want to throw out there real quick. There, the, I, I had a, I attended a couple funerals this past summer, and I came to realize that people, especially outside of our circles, who are Christian and or pseudo deistic, right? Like they believe in God, but they don't really come to church, stuff like that, right? They put the Lord's Prayer in this weirdly high regard where it's like just this kind of thing that every, first of all, it's amazing that so many people know the Lord's Prayer, right? Like there's nothing, like that's awesome, but they use it as some kind of chant where it's like, okay, and like this is gonna, like, we're gonna. Well, and the Catholic Church is a good work. Like, right, there's right. a limited number yes. of good works you can do, and the saying an "Our Father," as they will would call it, is a good work. It's one of the right. things that earns you points, if you will. Right, and so with that in mind, it's like okay, when we do the Lord's Prayer, it's not as though God is gonna come down from heaven and immediately cure cure our ailments and give us food right into our lap, like just be there. Like that's not that's not what this means, right? Like we have to f- have faith in God that that something's gonna come up in in the realm of our very temporal experience here on Earth, right? It's and, not go. Yeah, and this go was simply Christ's an example that Jesus gave to his disciples. He said, "Here's how to pray. Mm-hmm. These are the things you should be thinking about as you pray." To connect God to your life in all of these different ways and to, to be intimate with your Lord and, and realize how in ABC situation um, God is with you and he is going to 
take care of everything he promised to do. Right. Which is mm-hmm. why we continue to pray the Lord's Prayer yeah. over yeah. and over and yeah. over again is that it hits yeah. all those yeah. points. Yeah, no, right? and, and but you're that's absolutely not what right. I'm it's at. not yeah. some yeah. sort of magical, like, I say right. this prayer and then God does what I want him to do. And actually, that's where, kind of where I wanted to go next is, so I pray the Lord's Prayer, I get to the end of it and says, deliver us from evil, and yet terrible things are happening to me, right? Right. Um, bad things happen to me. And bad things happen to everybody. They yeah. do. So yeah. there are going to be points throughout our life where I would say pretty much everybody, it probably is everybody, has the question, why is this happening to me, or why does God allow all these troubles to happen? If he even says in his own prayer that he tells us to pray, deliver us from evil, and then promises that he will do so, why are bad things happening to us? So I've got a little write-up, I think, that it would be cool to share. Yeah, go for uh, it. But do you have, do you guys, either of you have anything to throw in before I do that? Not until you... Okay. Yeah, we'll respond. Now, we to, just yeah. happened, we'll respond to we what just, you're right. Yeah. We just happened to go through this literally yesterday um, to this recording. So the day before this recording in um, Luke Thompson's uh, philosophy class, Professor Thompson, which yeah. makes yeah, which makes this um, really timely. But if you remember, Luke hey, Thompson was on about a year ago. Was was that? No, oh, I was just okay. saying. Hey, yeah. yeah, he's, he's awesome. A great guy. He's a great dude. guy. Awesome dude. Also, real quick, quick plug for Luke Thompson. Uh, Professor Thompson is the. Uh, advisor for the film critic club. Yep. So that whole skit festival that happened that we mentioned earlier, like he he vetted all the skits. So and yeah. author author <laughs> one of more, one more quick credit to Professor Thompson. His son's a pretty cool dude. Oh yeah, his Great son. Kid. Okay, you know what? I'll tell this story afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's, he's maybe my, not after the room, not so. after the show, but after Charlie, we <laughs> right, might talk Charlie about this. He's also, also the author of Your Life Has Meaning too, which he, so he's been on the show yeah. to talk about his book Your Life he's Has got Meaning. Phenomenal writing. Yeah, just an awesome dude. Anyway, what he was talking about um, was this idea of how do we approach this, right? Especially yeah. from a philosophical standpoint, because that really is what what we're talking about. This At, when we get. When you get to the question of why is this happening to me or why does why do bad things happen to good people, why is there evil in the world, so forth, it really is a philosophical philosophical conversation as well as a theological one. Um, so his suggested approach is to look up First John uh, 4, verse 8, and just read the last three words, which are, God is love. And so here's the question for you two um, to answer here. Why would the inspired author write. So why does the Holy Spirit inspire the author to write God is love instead of God loves you? Because it, it would it would work to say God loves you, mm-hmm. right? It makes sense to say God loves you. It works in the setting and the situation it makes sense is easy to understand. Why yeah. would the, the why would the Holy Spirit inspire the author to say God is love instead of God loves you? I would say because if God is love that means Every act of love or every way that we love other people is an emulation or a, an example of what God is. That 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 would be my but response. But we fall so desperately short. Right? Oh well, definitely. But so even but, my, even the best I yeah. can produce is nothing close to God. Well, no, but, but to that lo- same, I'm not saying but, you're, I'm not saying you're no, wrong. I'm but pushing right. back. The love that you produce is only because of God. At yeah. the same time. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Take that further. Any good that we do is... So I, what I do is just an emulation of what God does, right? Right. What does that say about God? That God is is nothing but love, forgiveness, Exactly, grace. right? So, so, the, so if God did stop loving, he would then also stop being God. Correct. So if, right. if, if, if the scripture said God loves you instead of saying God is love, then there might be a limit to it. There might be some way to kind of 
get around that. There might be a question of like, well, who does God love and who doesn't God love? What does it mean when it says God loves me? Does it mean he tolerates me? There's different levels of love as opposed to God himself is love. If I really truly believe that, that means something, right? If God is love, then the implication that the moment he stops loving, then he also stops being God. Well, and then I don't know if this is a tag on or not, but also we can't love if God isn't love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if there is no God, then everything falls apart. And Paul says we are to be the most pitied of men, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I do believe that God exists, that there is a God, that that God is uh, sent his son Jesus to die for me and so forth. That he has raised from that the dead. That he has been risen from the dead, right? This is the God that I believe in. So with that in mind, um, Professor Thompson then has seven things he, he wants us to remember then um, as far as, I mean, it's Thompson. He's got he's to be thorough, right? Uh, but seven things. It's a holy number. All right, Gosh all right. darn it. Yeah, all right, sure anyway. It is. Here we go. Um, and so number, number one. Number one. Number one on They're the list. They're short. Okay. The seven things to remember then. God is love. That means, one, you've got nothing to worry about because number God two. is in control. Oh, oh, I thought we were going faster. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Number one, you got nothing to worry about because God is in control. If you pick it up, I can't read it. Yeah, I was okay. Oh, two. good. Oh, here we go. Number two. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See if I can read Charlie's chicken scratch here. Oh, I thought I was going to read it. So. Come, on, come on. You got it. You got it. Here we go. Hey, it. number two, Charlie. Two, take a deep breath. And be still and remember who God is. <clears throat> number three. Oh, my heavens. Uh, <laughs> no, ma- no matter what is going on, your life and in your, in life. your life. Oh, my goodness. In your life and in the world, you know the bad W L O. Give me this. Sorry. Yeah, you go for it, buddy. No matter what is going, <laughs> it's not that bad. It's it not that bad. bad. No matter what is going on in your life and in the world, you know that the God who died for your sins now reigns in heaven with you, and that with you is important, right? Yeah. And this is we've talked about my credo before on the podcast, and I encourage everybody to write a credo. But that's one of the things that's included in that is that idea of I. I do belong to a heavenly kingdom already. Even now, I am a part of that heavenly kingdom. And the the king of that kingdom is the same who died for me and traded his own life for mine. Number four ties in perfectly to our question this evening. God is working this out for your eternal good. Eternal being the key word here. Yes. It might not look good or feel good. It might not even be good from an earthly perspective. It might be leading you down the darkest road of your life right now, but Mm -hmm. if you keep perspective in mind outside of this world and and for, like you said, who God is, Mm -hmm. everything's everything's happening according to plan. Well, and perhaps the greatest perspective being you belong to Jesus, right? So that's number five, is you belong to Jesus. So, what, what Charlie? It was just a great segue. I was proud of you. Oh, I thanks. I applaud. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, all right. <laughs> We're holding hands. Just Perfect. So you know. All right. <laughs> so you belong to Jesus, right? So God's working out for your eternal good, and your eternal good has been bought for you by Jesus. And your faith in Jesus is what gets you to that eternal good. So that, yeah, yeah. Before Before you go on, we talk about, I teach 5th and 6th graders most of the time, but 7th and 8th graders a lot who have had me um, previously as, you know, 
young middle schoolers and we we talk about you know finding yourself in middle school which charlie knows i hate i hate that phrase it's a lot finding more appropriate yourself? in middle Find school middle school yeah. <laughs> or middle school is a whole lot better than yeah. you know as i also 22 middle school, you're going, oh, uh. <laughs> Well, when you're when you're 11 and you're quote unquote finding Correct. yourself, you're I mean, figuring like, out where you're at. Do I like purple or pink? In, you know, what are your yeah. interests? Where do your talents lie? Anyway. Well, that's what it used to mean, right? But that, but I always stop. We'll always, get into it. Stop, Nick. Go for it. I always talk to my kids about this. You know, I when I'm introducing them myself, or they ask me, you know, I I pose this question to them: Who is Mr. Crescent? And and my answer is this: I am a redeemed child of god which is exactly what professor thompson has got Mm -hmm. here you live by that by that by that creed by that belief and 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 everything else makes sense in this list yeah what you got for number six number six god has overcome all of the sin and evil in this world i i love the whole second half of the book of romans talking about how nothing can separate us from the love of god and that's absolutely true important to remember and that's such a great context to the first half of the book of Romans when it's just like, oh man, we're dealing with this and this yeah. and this and this and this that all the Roman Christians were dealing with at the same time. And it's just, and even Paul gets to the point where he's like, who can save me from this body of yes. death? You know, it's like, I, see, like not only are you guys all awful, but I'm awful too. <laughs> who can possibly save us? Right. And there's Thanks no way, there's no way you can read through the book of Romans and not put yourself in the, you know, embody yourself in what is being talked about there. And, anyway. and it's impossible to not love Paul by the end of the book, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and number seven, this too shall pass. Which is maybe something, honestly, we need to talk about more often, right? Oh this, my goodness, yeah. this will pass. There is nothing that just lasts forever except eternity with my Heavenly Father. Amen. This will yeah. pass. Yeah. And well, and that ties in with the question today, right? Like the one from earlier right the anxiety and depression it'll pass whether it be and the thing is is it might not pass in this life yeah but once you die but once you die and you're on the other end you go to heaven there there's nothing that'll follow through okay if you're if you're if you're a college student who's struggling with anxiety and depression for the first time this well, will pass in this life. <laughs> chances are. Well, yeah. Chan- okay. But you, well, but you, you were talking right. specifically about the question. It it, it should hopefully pass right. in this life. Okay. Don't expect this to be a lifelong problem. Okay. Right. But <laughs> but you but but with any struggle though right. throughout life, right? The ultimate passing from any problem that you have on earth is going to be when you join Jesus in heaven. Yeah. And that's that's one what thing, I'm getting. And at. if there's one thing besides the love of Jesus that you can depend on, it's that another struggle is coming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, understanding that these each of these things is temporary. Everything up to and except my Father's love for me is temporary. Any last words on that? All right, we're good. Awesome. Let's jump into Bible trivia. Then this is a random quiz that I found. As I've said before, we are naming our sources because we've had some really bad trivia questions. So this time, um, we are, this is called Seven Studiers in Three Days. No idea what that means, but it's hard Bible, hard Bible trivia flashcards. Okay. Two holy numbers. So whatever happens, whatever happens to be the question that pops up, that's what we're going to ask you guys. Nick, you're a Bible history teacher. 
Okay, Gustav, you I've literally, got a minor. you lit. Oh, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you do have a minor in theology, Gustav. Um, you are now a Hebrew and Greek scholar. Oh, Maybe scholar is a strong word, but you yeah. know him. <laughs> you do know him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. What were the names of Noah's sons? Oh, <laughs> there were. Th- I'll give you. There's three. Yeah. Right. What are their names? Oh, I got them. All my answers are wrong, so you go for it. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem, Ham, and that, Japheth okay, it is. Okay, I wasn't wrong. Okay. Sorry. Well. I know that looks like that I was just going to. It's easy to say that now. Right. Yes. Okay. But see, I was. <laughs> <laughs> point for me. Ding. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. There's no points. I got one. Stop it. I got one. Oh, Nick, Nick one, Gus one. zero. There's Gus literally zero. There's no points. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You know, I'm not going to play them. On what mountain did what the arc. Say. <laughs> yeah, what a loser. <laughs> on, on God, what? you got me there! <laughs> Dang it! All right, question two. On what mountain did the ark come to rest after the flood? Uh, uh, can I have the first letter of the name? No. It's A, Ararat. Okay. It is Ararat! 2-0! Two two Let's nil. go! <laughs> yep, here we go. All right, question number three. Nick has two points. Gus says zero. Here we go. How long have you been teaching Bible history? Here's a Nick? nice easy Seven one years. for you, Gus. Okay. This is a Gus level question. This is a Gus level question it's, here. You say that, I'm and I'm going to get it wrong. What I'm going to get it wrong. Oh, you better not get this wrong. <laughs> I'm going to. What, what city did God ask Jonah to visit? See, oh you said gosh. the question, and it literally left my mind what right city? when you said it. Oh Give me a second. Nineveh. Oh hey, there we go. You got oh, it. Oh, my goodness. Nineveh, it is. Yeah, it was so scary for a minute. Oh, <laughs> so man. afraid. Dude, you okay. don't get to be on man when I get it right, man. Just be happy that I got it right. Yeah, yeah God. Thanks. Jeez. What is the last word in the Bible? Amen. I feel like it's not amen. I, I like, isn't that why it's a question? Is actually, it's not I think amen? we've had this before. It does. The card says amen. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna look it up really quick. Yeah, see, because I seem to remember we looked this one it, up. In is English, it 17. Here's what I would guess. I would 17? guess that in English. Oops, we gotta, we're gonna shout out the Get Bible hub. going out, going out here. Here's what. Here's as I'm looking it up. I'm going to guess this. I'm going to guess that in English it's amen, but it's not. Amen and great. Right, that's what we talked about. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I seem to remember this one. I, uh, boy. Well, I'm only in English, dude. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah, <laughs> only speaks one language. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Knows his Bible history, but not two language, three, four languages. <laughs> Gus, you know four languages, right? Yeah, I'm supposed to. Yeah, supposedly <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yes. All right. So in Greek, oh man! So it depends on the manuscript too. For real? Well, yeah. what's the majority of the manuscripts though? Like, what's the majority the of the variant? manuscripts do include the word "amen." Okay. Um, which is the Greek word for "amen." How about but the oldest manuscript? Spec- Nick three, Gus one. We're moving on. There, yeah. Hey. There's speculation that the original text did not have that because many of the of the oldest manuscripts do not include the word "amen." So mm-hmm. if that is true, then the last word is Hagion, Gustav, Hagion. Oh, snap. Hagion. I've got a guess. Oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Come on now. Hagion. Well, what's Hagios? 
Dude, I'm blanking really hard <laughs> People? right now. I, I can't handle Close, pressure. No. 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 Yeah, Hagi uh, Hagi us just, would be a righteous one. one. Yeah. So it's Saints, the righteous ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. So Saints. Saints. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm also looking well, at the NIV yeah, right that's now. Definitely not what it says in Greek, but if you <laughs> wanted to say that in English, sure. God's people. It's the word for saints, yeah. Is yeah, the word the for saints, saints in Greek? Yep, that's but okay, but it's not. The Under, people, I get <laughs> what you're saying. I do. I understand what you're saying. It's not. They're they're not synonymous. Okay. Anyway, next question. They're not synonyms. God's people and saints are not synonyms. This is, that's okay. Also anyway, true. here we go. Yeah. Um, next question. So Nick leads two to one. Here we go. Three, three to one. Three. I'm sorry. Here we go. <clears throat> what? Let's go first to five since we've got a whole deck of cards here. Okay. Dude, what does the it. word testament mean? I don't honestly know this. It's like the, well, it's a testimony, right? Like it's the, like people advocating for God. I don't know. That's, that's a weird question. I don't like that. Te- I mean, it, I guess it makes it sense. It comes from Betorot. We've already established that that means nothing to Gus. Well, yeah. Well, it probably it, means more to you than him, but he's taking Hebrew. <laughs> no, it means, it means well, absolutely testament, nothing right. to me. So if we're saying Testament, right, so the Old Testament is like the old You like, guys are thinking way God. too hard. What is the Old Testament called? The, co- the, old, the, the old Covenant? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's up, another word for covenant? Promise. Um, or, sorry, Gus, um, this would be a Hebrew question. What's another word for covenant? It's just commandment. Right. So oh, it's the right. old, yeah, so the, the old covenant, yeah, the, the new, old law. This new command oh, I give you. Yeah. Okay. So testament supposed to mean commandment. That's the answer? covenant would be the the most literal. Okay. Yeah. That's a horrible question. Right. I hate that question. <laughs> Good call. Uh, Nick is up four to one. No, <laughs> you didn't get that. You didn't get that. Okay. I don't get it. All right. How many? Uh, we're, that's how many books are in the Bible. That's too easy. Okay. What is the fifty? What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Gus, you better get this one. What does I'm the word gonna. Bible mean? Book. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah! I almost blurted that, Charlie. I restrained. This guy knows four languages that are based on Latin. <laughs> he better get that one right. I don't know Latin though, bro. <laughs> you base okay. Let's be honest. You know four Latin like Latin based languages. You probably pretty much do know Latin if you like. It'd be easy to pick it up at this point. Potentially easier potentially. than any of the other. Three that you see. I have up. a. I have a. D, I do. I'm ready love, for this competition I, to continue. Okay, sorry. Okay. How many animals did Solomon sacrifice to the Lord at the dedication of the temple? I have no idea. Yo. Wait, say that one more time. How many animals did Solomon sacrifice at the dedication of the temple? <gasps> at the this dedication? number makes sense. I feel right. like it's seventy-seven or something like that. Like and it's a it's a big I'm number, but it's a very distinct s- number. Seventy-seven is not even close. Right. Like it's higher than that. Oh yes. Yeah. Animals does it say what kind of animals because that has... uh, just in general. Okay, dude, it was the dedication of the temple. They went all. I won't count this but, against okay, you. Okay, but here's the thing: is they could have gone all out doing bulls. They could have gone all out doing all like, all lambs. animals put together was a hundred and forty two thousand. Hundred and forty two thousand. I was about to guess like wow. seven hundred. Right? Yeah, is you that... said seven, and you're like, that's a lot. Or seventy seven. Yeah, I said seven. That's a big number. Thousand? That's a lot of What's, animals. Do they give you references there? Uh, there's nothing. No, there isn't anything on here. That's got to be a number that's yeah. somewhere, somewhere, right? Imagine all the blood. Yeah, well, yeah, because so yeah, I feel like if that right. if there well, is the, a passage that's what the that kindred, talks about, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like the streets, yeah. f- like it, they, like they 
like blood ran through the streets. Kind oh, of yeah, 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 yeah. All right, here that we go. So first to five right now, we're three to one. Here we go. Yep, still three to one. Who told Job when he was suffering, who told Job to curse God and die? His wife. His friends. His, oh, wife, his wife it is. Oh. His wife it is. <sighs> Old Testament was last year. We did the Dude, I'm literally not translating Job at all, okay? Like, <laughs> why are you hooing me right now? No, no, no. I was mostly trying to... Bite my tongue. Okay. Oh. Uh, what did... what? Food... Wait, 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 wait. Pause. You've got a bunch of options there, right? Yeah. What do you mean? Okay. As a former middle school Bible history teacher, mm-hmm. pick something that you think I might not have right away. Okay. Because it's 4-1. This is for the dub. <laughs> That's a good call. It's just trying to get out of here right now. <laughs> I'm trying to prolong this. It's like, oh, this it's is bedtime. This is oh, okay. Well, we ended up on a Stop our banner. You were like, ago. yo, stop the banner. Yeah, don't Give forget, we're 30. <laughs> you're 29, right? No, I'll you're be 30. 30 on May 19th. That's yes. right. Okay, I yeah, knew your birthday was sometime. You, dude. Forget me. Yeah, sorry that I forgot when your birthday was, but I knew you were turning 20, 30 soon. Okay, May 19th, huh? Yep. I'll still be around for He's that. a big May 19th right. baby. We're going to get moderately litty. By that, we mean we're going to you drink. Know, everybody's talking about the May 19th babies. <laughs> Gus, you hanging around till the 19th? Uh, No. We're going to get, I'm like I said, we're going to get moderately litty, which means dude. we're going to get together all excited about doing something and then fall asleep on the couch. That's accurate. You got a question? <laughs> <laughs> all right. What was the second plague that God sent to Egypt because Pharaoh refused to let the Israelites go? The second plague. Oh, dude. I don't know, gra- the lotus? That's my guess. No, okay, you got it. Go for First it. of all, it's locusts. <laughs> a lotus is a car. <laughs> I'm going to stick with lotus. <laughs> <laughs> he played them with sp- high-performance sports cars. <laughs> what are frogs, Charlie? Frogs. Frogs is I correct. just saw the greatest meme about this, actually. <laughs> He's not even upset about losing. <laughs> Nick wins. Gus saw a meme. All right. True right. <laughs> uh, on both accounts. <laughs> what word? Here you go. What word appears exactly 773,692 times in the King James Bible? What word does? 700. What was the number? 773,692. And it's... The... Uh, no. Okay. I'm sure it does, but exactly that number would be is the keyword. And it's the same Greek word, so I'm guessing it's also the same Greek word every time. <laughs> I bad. thought you were looking up a meme. I'm working on it. <laughs> My phone. Seven hundred and seventy three thousand six hundred and ninety two times. Um, the number honestly means nothing to me, but it is That's a the word kinda makes number, sense. Though. Yeah. I don't know. Amen. What? I mean, yeah. 700 yeah. and whatever thousand. 773,600. So anytime that the word... So it. Oh, both in, okay. Okay. So like in... In, in Hebrew, Hebrew. In Hebrew. Right. In Hebrew, anytime that the word for truth stands alone, it's translated amen. Okay. Anytime in Greek where the word truth stands alone, it's translated amen. So if it's not used... In a sentence where it clearly means so true. So Jesus said that like 80 times in the Beatitudes alone, right? So, well, it's a testimony. So it's the word that's used for testimony. So right. um, like we would say something like, well, I mean, in Scripture, you hear, I tell you the truth over and over and over again, right? Yeah. 
that that's that's the word amen. Amen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. So in the King amen, James Bible, in the King James Bible, truly. it's translated it's literally. Truly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's what. We're, that's what. Yeah. So amen. Amen would be I tell you the truth. Or yeah. Or very truly or something yeah. like yep. that. Yeah. 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 Yep. So in King yep. James, it's that translated exactly literally. We saw yeah. that a lot in there. Yep. And I'm not. I don't remember off the top of my head what it is in Hebrew, but it's some. It's 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 a word that means truth. Okay. Well. Just so everybody knows, we're at an hour and 25 minutes here, so we're going to jump into the next section, which Congratulations would be... Congratulations for being in with ah, us amen. for well, the so long haul. Okay, well, let's be honest, though. This is like the standard length of every other podcast there that's is. That's not there. true, but... What? Dude, I've listened to... What? No, they're usually between an hour and 10 and an hour and 20, so we're already over, right. and we're not even close to being okay, done but yet. But the good but podcast... This, first of all, this, this is, is the last... This is the season finale, first Season of all. finale. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's the last series finale. Series finale. Okay, thank you. Series yeah. finale. All right, this is the last episode. This, this is the last broadcast of the series, which was on the large catechism. So be depressed, right? Oh, no. And then also, everybody's going to be driving back home, so they oh, need something true. to listen to, so we they can do, do this. All right. Um, so the uh, um, we need the top to three for this week for our podcast. You guys do need to come up with a name for your podcast. How about? Not no right beards now. allowed. Okay. Can't grow no beards allowed. Hey! <laughs> Dude, the non-bearded bros. <laughs> all right. The top three summertime jams is our top three for this week. So we all got excited about this. Um, we all have a bunch of different jams here. So I'm, I'm kind of pumped to hear what you guys have. I'm going to throw my first one out there because I'm not really oh. excited about it, but it was oh. my jam all don't summer. Say, don't summer. say it. Okay, yet. go ahead. I just wanted to throw out there real quick. So you just said at this point in the podcast, you're like, okay, finally, it's the, okay, we'll just say this. It's the the season finale but you're gonna put that in the title so then when people listen to this they're gonna be like wait a minute they weren't treating this like a season finale until they went past an hour 15 well fair enough yeah i don't know i was just pointing that out i, was just, yeah. I think i think it's nobody's fun. gonna make it this long okay well here we go also if Top you're listening three. to this like a year from now nobody's gonna care if it was a season finale yeah <laughs> true <laughs> true true out there all right anyway and everybody and everybody who did listen all the way through is gonna be like who's nick <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't say that. Yeah. You, oh, we get people on all the time. I suppose. <laughs> like we yeah, rotate you're, through. Yeah. You're not the only people. <laughs> Just the only put him in his place. Okay. Other great. Thirty year old. <laughs> That's what well, on the broadcast. But you're not. <laughs> true. Yeah. At this point. On the broadcast, yeah. Well, you're twenty nine. Yeah, that's true. You're not but, but don't. <laughs> no, it'll Happy birthday. Okay. You and I- <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your song, Charlie? <laughs> Question. Oh, my gosh. Question. What? And, and maybe debate here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. When you're born. Okay. You're already nine months old. Oh, no, no, no. It's when you're birthday. born, <laughs> you're um... already... Nine okay, months but old. But we count birthday. You're, so technically, whoa. I have already existed for 30 years. What happens on your what birthday? What do you have to say? What happens on your birthday, the, the idea of you your has existed day. for 30 years. We don't celebrate your conception day. The idea yeah. of me has existed far longer okay, than tell you 30 what. Years. Are you tell sure? You what, tell you what. Call your dad and say, hey, dad, when was I conceived? 
And after you have that I conversation that with math, your father, Charlie. after you have that conversation with your father, then I'll let you proclaim that your birthday is that day instead I'm of that you were actually born. I'll ask him. <laughs> this the is your dad will actually tell you, I think. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh, You're ridiculous. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Get okay. out of here with that You're smoke. Right. <laughs> You okay? But if you're going to if you're going to do that, then you can also say you even before time began. God time knew began. you. Oh, God knew well, you. Yes, he God had a plan me, for you. So I it wasn't okay. But if so, what we learned in philosophy is if you can think about it, then it exists. So you actually are before time, right? So you're way more than thirty years old. In which case, your argument is invalidated. Physical me, though. Ago. Physical oh, me, though. Gosh. Okay, yeah. So you were. Bo- oh it's called gosh. a. Bir- we count birthdays. Not no one's gonna days. agree with no one. Okay, I brought this pray up people probably agree with you, but we're not agreeing God, with you here. Well, you succeeded. What are your favorite summer champs? Oh Number one. Oh, I. <laughs> okay, all time. Uh, get out. Dude. It's the birthday song. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it's a lie. Because <laughs> it's not my birthday, Mom. I'm already nine months old. Oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> what about, I was born oh. at seven months, so what does that say about me? Am I not as old as I think I am then, Nick? No comment. <laughs> what does that say about you? So much. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, here's okay, the meme. What's your summer jam? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Number one for me is Jason Derulo riding solo. Oh, I'm riding solo. I'm riding solo. It's a good song. That's what I got. Nice. All right. My number one, uh, it, like I said, I'm not, it's just not like an all-time favorite, but it is the song I was jamming out to all summer, last summer, and um, it's uh, KB... Oh, shoot, what's the song called? Shoot, I wrote it down. Mm. King Jesus Part 2. So there's two what? There's two different songs by KB called King Jesus. You got Part 1 and Part 2, obviously. Okay. Part 1 is his, his solo release. Part 2, he had a bunch of different artists from around the world come on and then do their own verse. So you've got a bunch of different... Uh, like ethnic beats and things like that. So the the Hispanic so there's like a Puerto Rican guy that comes on. And it's a Puerto Rican beat, and then there's a I want to say it's a Brazilian guy comes on, and it's a like a Brazilian beat and so forth. And then a, like a um, a British guy comes on, and it's kind of like English hip hop. It's it's just phenomenally put together. It's a absolute bop, and it happens to be a Jesus song on top of it. So I really enjoy it. I like hip hop and rap, but I oftentimes have a hard time finding stuff I can. Listen, listen to in good conscience. Um, I like, I really like old school rap. Like, I love yes. the Notorious, B.I.G. Yep. and mm, yeah, some of the yeah. old Fifty Cent stuff. Yeah, but I can't listen to it a lot. So I like finding good Christian hip hop and rap, and that is a great example of it. Uh, all right. I would say that my number one. Um, I uh I really enjoy Sublime with uh Rome. And there's one song that I always jam to during the summer, and it's just because my work, the, uh, let me type in some buttons here. Yeah. Uh, so at the indoor axe place that I work at, we have touch tunes. If you don't have touch tunes, it's basically a modern jukebox. So you download coins on your phone or, well, you download the app, then you can buy coins on your phone and then you pay for songs or whatever at the bar or whatever establishment you're at. And I like to play uh, Take It or Leave It is a phenomenal song. Absolutely love that song. 
during the summer specifically. But uh, along those lines, I guess, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll bring up the list I have over here later. <laughs> yeah. This is a list of songs that remind me of his ex-girlfriends. Well, no. See, it's not that they remind me of my ex-girlfriends. It's the fact that they're songs that were, they like, they didn't emblemize the relationship necessarily, but they were like of that relationship. So Does that make sense? What you're saying is when you hear that song, you're reminded of your ex-girlfriends? Well, yeah, because it's like those are the songs that I listen to. Like that—that that was the song that they liked, or right. whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, all of the songs are actually pretty good. <laughs> so, all right, my anyway. second song, um, I love it. I well, listen to it all year round. First song? Oh, you have a I first? I gave my first yeah. song. Oh, you have a second so song? Derulo. What was my first song? It's Jason Derulo. Uh, crap. I don't even know. It's not even a good Ren Jason. Wasn't even solo. paying attention. Oh, man. Let me pull up my favorite Jason Derulo song real quick. Oh, my gosh. Uh, All right. Well, he's doing that. Shush. Number um, two for me. Okay, go since ahead. Since I started, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a band called Parachute, and the song is Something to Believe In, which may per- may have some Christian connections to I, it. I'm just pulling this off the top of my head. I feel like I've heard something about parachute in Christianity. Yeah, but I don't and, know and I don't, sure. I don't know per se. Um, obviously, you know, started listening to them back in high school and bunch, of, you know, all their albums playing in my <clears throat> VW Golf back in the day. But <laughs> hey, um, you know, when it, when when the opening. Of the song says, you know, you wake up every morning looking for your answer. You're waiting for your sign, while Jeremiah's on his way to tell the people, people, but you just, but you watch him pass by. You know, there's there's definitely oh, yeah. some sort of a Christian tie there. But then the rest of the song just goes to talk about love. It's honestly like a big band piece too. It's like mm. a big band pop song. Um, yeah. Great, yeah. great. Oh, man, I'm not. Just, I just, I just Google them or looked them up on. Uh, they've got a lot of bops here. They do. They do. Spectacular. Yeah. Awesome. My second one is Travis Tritt. It's a great day to be alive. Ooh, nice. Um, used to listen to it every Friday in my yeah. first and second grade classroom. They would call it the Rice Song because mm. the first line is "I got rice cooking in my microwave." <laughs> so they call it the Rice Song. Just <laughs> that's awesome. How can you listen to that song and not just be smiling? Like what? it makes yeah. me think of the 100%. sun setting on a beautiful sunny day, sunny 100%. summer day. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I would say uh, my number two. So real quick, the Jason Derulo song that was big in my high school years was "Get Ugly." Do you remember that one? On? I don't even think I know that one, dude. Yeah, it's on his most recent album. When we're done here, you're gonna play it for yeah, me. I will. I will. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not even the best song on that album though. So okay. it's like whatever. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my number two summertime song. Dude, what are you doing? We, we what are you? Do, what are you? No, do don't play. What are you? What are you we doing? Shut that off. Get that out of here. Rights to those. Yeah, well, you can play a couple seconds. Yeah, of but it. you don't want to play a couple yeah, seconds of that. Don't don't nope. play that. Oh, it's dirty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. It's All not right. appropriate. It's Jason Derulo. <laughs> well, except for the one that you mentioned. Right. <laughs> Ryan Soul is like for Jason Derulo, pretty clean. Yep. Right. Yeah. I think it is completely. I clean, think it actually. is. Yeah. So I was just thinking, I don't have a clean version, but I'm pretty sure the. To just it is the clean version. Was that the one you were talking about? The one that he started playing? Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. I have heard that one. Okay, so uh, no, uh, my number two though, if I'm if we're talking summertime songs, uh, "When It's Over" by Sugar Ray. 
<laughs> love that in the summertime. That's just like a good like you're cruising down the street. Oh man, I don't know. There's just something about it. It's smooth. Sugar yeah. Ray is smooth. That's a well it was perfect. smooth. <laughs> it's yes. probably a better way to put it. But <laughs> yeah, his most recent album is absolute garbage. So uh, don't listen to that. Little his most recent album is called Little Yakety. That's I'm, the name I'm, of a rapper, by the way. I'm happy I didn't know Sugar Ray was still putting out music. That was yeah, in 2019. That was in 2019. So still putting out. So right. four years ago. Right. Four years ago. And then the most album. recent since then was 2009. <laughs> so 10 years so in So in other words, you ran out of money. Albums. Right. <laughs> and decided to make more he was music. He's like, I need a, He's kind of like. I uh, need an EP real quick. <laughs> he's kind of he's like, he's like Vanilla Ice, except Vanilla Ice is way lamer in that sense. Right. And like the. like. In the timeless sense, if that makes sense, like oh, Vanilla, Vanilla Ice only Ice has is the one song, cringy, yeah. has the one song, whereas Sugar Ray has multiple. And songs. even the one song is a joke, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I got it memorized, but that's yeah. Well, we, right, we all but, do, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't do have, you we ironically have. We can do this afterwards, man. Well, let's go. All right, all right. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. Yeah, what's your third? Did you do two? Yeah, yeah. Travis Tritt. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I agree. With Great you. day to be alive. Yep. Number three for me, Summer Jams on top of the world, Imagine Dragons. Ooh, oh, dude, that was wow. best, still the best the concert I've ever been to. Dude, that was such a great concert. Gus, you don't understand, song. Gus. Before okay. they were big, like <laughs> the, dude, summer the summer before it came they blew out. Up. Yeah. So, um, uh, what's the album called? Was it On Top of the World, nope. or was it? Radioactive was the album. Yeah, it was radioactive. the radioactive yeah. album. It was their yeah. first album. So yeah. the the album dropped like two days before we saw him on in concert, and they people act- can verify that. We don't know exactly when that dropped, but it was right around the, because they <laughs> it was were close to that. during during the concert. They're talking about how their album is rising on the charts. Like it wasn't a chart topping album yet when we saw them at Summerfest, and we got there way later than we should have and literally like held hands and weaved our way through. Because Charlie was the... wearing this nice button-up shirt with these chino shorts and his boat shoes, and he had a s- Summerfest lanyard around That's his neck. That's right. And so Charlie looked, you know, 21-year-old Charlie looked official I looked like I was 30, yeah. There are thousands of people already at this concert. My Ethan Bas- Ethan Basie and I walk in late for the concert that we're we plan to go to charlie's got his lanyard on it's he, just a general admission yeah, lanyard and but. he's he's holding this out from his chest flashing it to everybody <laughs> saying excuse me we make it to the second row of the imagine dragons concert two minutes before i forgot about started. that part how much did those show? tickets cost by the way it was general admission so check this out it check was this a free out show so in 20 uh 20 Seventeen. This was like eight bucks to get in at that time. It's yeah. a lot so, more now. Dirt but, cheap. So yeah. in 2017, I went to Red Rocks on a band tour uh, for our high school band, and uh, it was like the week after our tour. We looked it up, and we and uh, Imagine Dragons was coming to play at Red Rocks. Guess what the general admission was? Like, don't don't go too high. Don't go too for high. one ticket. Yeah, just like you get How a stand in the this? nosebleeds. This was in 2017. Nosebleeds, Imagine Dragons, Red Rocks, well, moderately decent. That's a couple Heather, years after that. Heather yeah. and I went to an Imagine Dragons concert up in the cities. Um, I'm gonna guess it was forty-five or fifty bucks a ticket. Mm. 
Or, or that's your guess for my. No, it was ninety dollars. Shoot, for, for standing room only. For standing. Well, we at Red Rocks though. At, well, that's true at Red Rocks. Yeah. Front row, Gus. Front but standing row, row at Red Rocks is like a mile and a half away from the stage. I mean, it's, like, it's not. That it's not that and, far. And, but but it's yeah, a long it feels ways. that far. Yeah. The best part. But, <laughs> to be fair though, the acoustics there are amazing. But so, when you're, like, you're not you missing can't, out. you can't tell me you can even like make out the people on the stage from oh, the standing no, room only. No, yeah. The, the no. best part about that concert was not the fact that yes we made it to the second row because charlie flashed his general admission <laughs> lan- Summerfest lanyard but we're jamming hard oh yeah to radioactive as they're as they're coming out it's Dude. their first it's their first song and they're wailing on the bass drum yeah and the lead singer breaks the head of the bass drum that's and they, awesome. he didn't. They didn't stop playing. He kept playing, and as, a guy runs out and replaces the head. the head on the drum while he's still playing. Playing the opposite side of the drum. And then he threw it out That's into the. Awesome. He threw it out into the crowd like a frisbee. It was amazing. And then we ended up sit. We ended up standing in the second row next to like seven prep kids. Yeah, we just found a bunch of prep kids. They were yeah, standing right next kids. to us as MLC students. <laughs> All right. It was wild. Yep, and then uh, there were awesome. we, there are also a couple of Marquette nurses that one of the other guys that uh, <laughs> yeah Charlie and his Marquette nurses. <laughs> I, I got a thing for Marquette nurses. Who doesn't? Let's be real. All right. Who didn't when they were, who didn't when they were twenty one years old? Okay, also my hand is also okay. raised. <laughs> My hand is still in the If air. you were single at 21, you would have had a thing for market nurses. Okay, probably, you don't have to answer probably. that. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, anyway, song number three. Wait, did you say your number two? Yeah, I did, I, a while ago, yeah. <laughs> was that your Jason Derulo one? No, that was uh, Sugar Ray, man. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, come on now. Cool. Was that So was that your third? That was my three. Okay, so my three is literally anything by Kenny Chesney especially like if it's on a lot especially if it's on the uh especially oh. if it's on his, his live albums dude live from no shirt or no shoes nation Kenny Chesney oh man Kenny yeah. Chesney just live from no shoes nation that whole album it's a live album mid 2000s Chesney is kind of phenomenal yeah. kind of untouchable yeah. absolutely nowadays it's very formulaic but like, the formula works yep uh it's just wonderful it's Kenny Chesney in his straw cowboy hat. Yep. Yep. With his cutoff shirt, jeans, and flip flops. Yep. There's nothing else. You- yep. Pre like political correctness and everything. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 Just yeah. awesome. So for my for my number three, I'll go ahead and list off some uh, songs real quick just to cover the. For my his number three, he's going to list his entire playlist. <laughs> oh, this is the girlfriend list. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, okay. So one that isn't a girlfriend song, I'll just call it my number three. <clears throat> I'm sure that. We need names. I would by the assume way. that many. <laughs> we're not going to say names, uh, but I would assume that many people have heard I'm this song specifically. You. This isn't a girlfriend song that I'm about to mention. Tangerine by oh. the Glass Animals came out last year. Phenomenal song. It, 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 I'm pretty sure it was actually number one song for the whole 2022, what? if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Didn't you, didn't you have a girlfriend when that came out? Yeah, but that's not. The, we didn't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyways, top four songs that I think about when I think about my ex girlfriends. <laughs> wait, wait, pause. Did did you before we get to ex ex girlfriend songs by Gus? Did anybody have any honorable mentions? Summer jams, five o'clock somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, hard to forget the one we were talking about earlier. Oh yeah, the Sam Hunt one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chattahoochee. Down, uh, down by the honky tonk. Yeah, Jason. Uh, I get Jason. Oh, what's his name? Oh no, that's not Jason. That's no, um, Jason. Barefoot Blue Jean Knight. Same guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh um, shoot. 
We if have you cell phones. Me, yeah, hey, we do. No, that's not as fun. In front of me. Yeah. They want to hear a struggle. Barefoot Blue Jean Knight. He could have said the other one. But Jake Owen. Jake Owen. He did not look yeah. it up. Jake, Jake Owen. Jake Owen. Yeah. Jake Owen. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, it was, it was, Jake, Owen, Owen, Jake Owen also his, has a different one called. Uh, Jake Owen also has Real Life. That's the song. Real, Real Life is phenomenal. I do have an honorable mention. What you got? My honorable mention goes out to all the skateboarders listening. Oh yeah! Please. Here we go. Lupe yes. Fiasco, kick, push. Oh, I thought do you were yourself say. a favor, and go listen to that song. It's smooth, start to finish. Nothing. Ah, just don't listen to it alone with Charlie and Nick, though. That's weird. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I was I th- I was hoping you were going to say Donovan Frankenrider because I borrowed that CD the from whole you. Donovan Frankenrider oh, Glow album from yeah. whatever year that came out. Wonderful! It's, it's a gem. It doesn't matter what you're doing, where you're at. You put that on. You're in a hammock, sipping a martini, or not a martini, a margarita. They just that's how I just feel about right there. any Midland album. Midland album. Midland, really? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I I love Midland. I just they, they're probably my favorite okay. country band. Honestly, I'll be I'll be straight yeah, up about good. that. Yeah, they are good. good. Yeah, yeah. I own don't every give CD me, that they don't put give out. Me they're one of the only. Vibes, they're only one of the. They're one of the Summers only country artists nowadays that's fair the that's they're fair. one of the only country artists nowadays that don't do like a deluxe album after you pre-order their freaking that's cd that's true holy yeah. crap you buy cds <laughs> let's not well yeah but like for my favorite oh, yeah, bands I, only for my favorite bands do i do that okay so like midland john party and oh, I, I used to buy old dominion i used to go old dominion old but Dominion's their new stuff is just it's not hitting me right i don't know you it's don't like the new dominion a, you like the old no, Dominion I like better. The old <laughs> <laughs> that probably sounds bad. <laughs> Let's not say that. Anyway, uh, yeah. So one honorable mention I'll throw out there real quick. Twenty four seven, which is by the Surfaces, is another phenomenal uh, summertime song. But a uh, girlfriend song. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> from oldest to most recent. <laughs> We got Doses and Mimosas. Now, that's not necessarily an appropriate song, but it was one that I listened to with uh, one of my earlier girlfriends. Phenomenal song in that aspect, just because it's like, I don't know. It's kind of a memory. It's almost a timepiece, if that makes sense. And then there's also Mood, uh, which is, uh, oh, snap, Justin Bieber and somebody else. It's the one where it's like, I'm always in the in a mood. In a mood, mm. or you're always in a mood, or something like that. Yeah, it's your like yeah. brand new. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one, yeah. And Why then, you always uh, in a mood? Harvest Moon by Neil Young. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. That was a ex-girlfriend song. And then also, probably the most recent, I Think I Like When It Rains, or I Think I Like It When It Rains. I believe <laughs> that's the title. I The artist is, oh, shucks. I I really got to plug them. I'm sorry. I got to look this one up. I think I like it when it rains. Yeah. Yeah. You whip them up real quick. The only reason I won't plug them is because they're not a super well-known band, but they have some phenomenal songs. Yeah. We were talking about Kenny Chesney before, and I just got to plug my... Willis? Willis. Yeah, Willis. Check them out. They're a super beachy band. Super beachy band. So if you're looking for chill beach vibes... Listen to Willis. Willis. Yeah. Anyway, that's anyway. that's all I got. That's all I got. Kenny Chesney's song that I like to listen to from time to time through the summer, and especially if you check out the YouTube video. Okay. Which preps me for 
August, September, <laughs> October, November as a football coach. Have you seen the documentary? Boys of Fall. Have you seen the documentary? Kenny Chesney. Yeah. yeah. No, I've not. Oh, I've got it on Blu-ray. You got to borrow it. <laughs> Bet. Yeah, dude. I'm taking it home with me tonight. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. There's just so many Kenny Chesney songs. Like everything from you and Tequila my favorite down Kenny the road. Song of all time is Boys oh, of Fall. Oh man, that's a great song. I tear up every time. Yep. It's got that pretty power. near every time. All right. This week in church, we're talking about Easter six, the sixth Sunday after Easter. Jeremiah. Right, by the time it comes out, it'll be six. Bet. Okay. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> Sorry, <yeah. everyone. laughs> Easter 6, uh, we're going to go with the Old Testament reading this week, Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. When Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather from you all the nations. I will gather you from all the nations in places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. First of all, if you don't have Jeremiah twenty nine eleven memorized, you should. It is one of the most beautiful promises in Scripture. I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. Every once in a while, you'll get somebody that will come along and be like, this is the most uh, poorly applied passage in Scripture. He's not talking to you. He's talking to the Israelites, blah, blah, blah. Scripture is for all people of all time and all places. You will never convince me. That my Savior does not have plans for me, plans to prosper me and not to harm me, like we were like we were talking about earlier. Even if that is only for the sake of bringing me home to be with Him in eternity, He does have plans to prosper me and not to harm me. He will give me hope in the future, and I will stand and rest on that promise. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, moving on from there, though, um, I, I first of all. We're talking about an eternal good, obviously, here. Mm. Um, but he, he kind of keeps going through that theme, right? You'll seek me when you find me with your whole heart. Uh, I will be found in you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. He makes promises to the Israelites, but I guess that again, uh, by extension to modern-day Christians as well. What he's bringing you home to isn't necessarily you know, where you want to be or where you're, you left or what you're hoping your life would look like. What he's bringing you home to is union with him in eternity. And that's what is absolutely foremost on his mind and heart as our Savior. And that's what he promises to bring us home to. And that's also what he promises the good. is like When he says, I'm going to do you good and give you a future, that's the future and hope that he's promising. He's bringing us home to be with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, (laughs) sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the only comment I have here is, well, not the only comment, but a comment that I have here. Um, I seem to remember specifically there was a uh, uh, teacher when I was growing in high school, when I was growing up, um, had a mug that said, I, I can't remember exactly if it was Jeremiah 11, but it Pro- it might have been, but it was like Jeremiah 11, the most... 29-11. Or, well, yeah, 29-11. And it was like the most uh, mis- like most out-of-context verse or whatever. I don't know. It said it in a clever way, but essentially it said the most out-of-context uh, out verse yeah. in the Bible. And it's like, okay, well, no. 
there are plenty of people that are, that use it as prosperity gospel or whatever. Right. Yeah. People do take it to an extent that it shouldn't be taken for I, sure. And that's most definitely. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Oh yeah. That's oh, like that's going out for a football game. One, like I can do yeah. all things through Christ who gives me strength. It's like, well, he's talking about how <laughs> he was like he was shipwrecked and whipped in uh, four eleven. I four, think. Four thirteen. Thirteen. I thirteen. Yeah, Tim Tebow. Yeah. Well, Paul's talking about all these miserable things he went through, and he's like, ah, well, I can be a witness for Christ through him who gives me. I can do all these things through him who gives me strength. He's not talking about your football game or your track meet. He's not talking about going home and dealing with your family. He's not talking about any of those things. He's talking about suffering for the sake of the gospel, specifically. Yep. Anyway, Gustav, you. No, I was I was just throwing that out there. Is it's like again, like you read these verses and yeah, it has real world applications for us, but so often people want to just we it's it's like our society is so cynical like to the extent yeah. that we don't want that people don't want to believe that God would think that these truths are for us, right? And how unfortunate is that, you know? Like, yeah. why well, would... And if I say this passage isn't about me, then the implication is that I'm not a child of God. And you're not going to take that away from me. I am who he says I am. And he says I am Ben Hamelak. He says I am Ben Adonai. He says I'm the son of the king, the son of the, the son of God. Now, obviously in a very different way than Jesus is. But I am a son of the Father who loves me. And you can't take that away from me. Yeah. Amen. The last thing I would point out then is that he says, call on me and I will listen, but you must seek me with your whole heart. Right? In Revelation, Jesus talks pretty clearly about being lukewarm. He said, I would rather have you be cold. I would rather have you reject me. I would rather have you have a, a, a hardened heart against me than to be lukewarm. Right? That's something we should take seriously. And it's not the only place in Scripture where he talks about it. He talks about it right here. Um, he says, "When you must seek me with your whole heart." Right? Scripture says, um, "A servant can't serve two masters. He will either love one and hate the other, or uh, love one and despise the other. <laughs> Those are the only two options. You cannot serve two masters. Don't split your love for your heavenly Father. Seek Him with your whole heart. Give Him everything you have. Rest in rest in His love and mercy, and He will continue to bless you just as He has promised." Any last things to throw in there on that one? Oh, I, I know we're kind of rushing through this, but we spent a lot of time talking about the word today, so yeah. I'm okay with that. No, I got nothing. Thanks for yeah, having me tonight, gentlemen. Yeah, it's and been awesome. awesome. Yeah, like love I said, the both. broadcast will be back. Yeah, I love you too, man. The broadcast yeah. will be back probably sometime in either late August or early September. This has been the best finale yeah, I've ever been, been on. I can't believe it's over. Anyway, um, <laughs> Gustav will still be up here in New Ulm. Nick will also be here in the wall. Maybe I would love to get you guys doing a podcast today. That would be awesome. We probably be should. Um, Connor yeah. will be back, though, come fall. And, and uh, probably Bryce Goosey. And you'll hear some familiar favorites when we get there. So. Dude, me, you, and whatever people I can scrounge up on That'd be awesome. Something like that. That'd be yeah. Good. So, But in the meantime, of course, we'll have interviews and things like we always do in the summertime. And uh, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, go be the man God created you to be. We will see you next time. Nice. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. 
If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms, and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.